Well, since, since you're uh, all sitting so quietly, we will make a start. <laughs> I know, I mean, sometimes it takes minutes. At home, it takes hours. <laughs> anyway, it is fantastic to see you all this morning. Uh, this is our our final summer uh, meeting um, where we've got the children up. There's going to be uh, things to do down the end, which I'm sure Christine will explain a little bit more. Christine's going to be uh, leading us through this morning. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just been a, a number of weeks where there's been a, a, a different thing each week, which has been great. So, you've probably guessed, children, you won't be going downstairs, you'll be up. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's different, but that's good. What's not different is God. Yes. Our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is here with us this morning, and that's what we're here about, really. We're here to worship him, we're here to meet with him, we're, we're even here to offload our struggles, our issues, the problems we've got. We can do that because he is our loving Heavenly Father. So, I'm going to actually uh, hand over to Chioma, who's not looking at me, who's going to uh, read our psalm this morning, Psalm 150. So... Uh, Choma. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise him in praise his unequal greatness. Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Choma. Can I invite you all, if you're willing and able, to stand? We're going to worship our incredible God this morning.
Yeah, Lord, we welcome you to this place. Our hearts are open. We want to receive you this morning, Lord. We want to hear from you this morning, Lord. Our hearts are open. Our eyes are lifted to you. We want to pour out our praise to you this morning, Lord. next song this morning is going to be a new one to a lot of people. This is called House of the Lord. If you're not sure, if you don't know it, if you've not heard it before, that's okay. You're welcome to join in and sing along, or you can just listen to the words. We can sing it over you. That's fine. Uh, If you do know it, sing it loud. Let's give this some energy. Let's go for it. This is a great song. We hope you enjoy it. the God who was, we worship the God who is, we worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors, he parted the raging sea, my God, he holds the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet, we shout out of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We shout out your praise. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. He hung upon that cross, then he rose up from that grave. My God, still rolling stones away. Yes, he is. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in
please sit down. So, this morning's different. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Christine. Um, And I've got a helper, Roger, who's going to come and help with a quiz. We've got a quiz now. And there are prizes for correct answers. Uh, They are sweets. There's a choice between Haribo and chocolate. And you need... Haribo or chocolate, sorry. Not and, not and, or. And we thought that we would give the opportunity to the younger people to answer first. So if you know the answer, put your hand up if you want to get a prize. And Roger will pick the younger ones first. Oh, who can catch? Well, oh, they need a catcher. Someone will catch for them. So let's... uh, Go with this. So, the first question, who sang a song about the horse and rider being thrown into the sea? Someone must know the answer. (laughs) Go on then, Sean. Miriam. Next question. What instrument was used to bring down the walls of Jericho? Anyone know the answer to that? There's someone over there. That will do. It wasn't really a trumpet, but trumpet will do. Some, some translations of the Bible say trumpet. So, what instrument is this? You need to listen. Cello. Very good. Cello. Yes, is that right? That is right. (laughs) So, do you want chocolate or Haribo? Keeping Roger fit this morning. <laughs> so another one. What, <laughs> what instruments is this? Yes. Flute. Yeah, that's right. It's a flute. David for dancing before the Lord. David. I would say it Mikal, but Michael will do. Mikal. Thank you very much. (laughs) 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 Who praised God in a song that we call the Magnificat? Someone said there. <laughs> Mary. That's right. It start, it's in Luke 1. It starts, My soul doth magnify the Lord, which is why we call it the Magnificat. Another instrument question. What instrument is this? Answer, please put your hand up because then that way we'll, the children will get a. Right. Someone over there thinks they know. Yes. Saxophone. Is it right? What's the answer? Saxophone, yes. Chocolate or Haribo? Chocolate or Haribo? Thank you. <laughs> Another instrument. Well, what instrument is this? Put your hand up if you know the answer. 
Yes. Piano. No, it's not the piano. Someone over there. Trombone. Not a trombone. I can't hear you. She's going to say. I can't hear you. Yes. Louder. What did she say? I don't know. What did you say? Violin, you said. No, it's not a violin. Someone must know the answer. Yeah. Trumpet. Trumpet. <laughs> I have to say, there is a good reason that I'm throwing them and not Christine, but I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I shall say nothing. I shall be dignified. Uh, the answers come up, Christine. Have the answers come up? They all get one. I'm sorry. We missed that one out. Okay, a harder one now. In which book in the Bible is this? And who uh, sang it, said it? He sang, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my saviour. My God is my rock, in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. He's my refuge, my saviour. David is part of the answer. Which book is it in? It is not in Psalms. Fiona? No, it's not Chronicles either. That's close enough. We'll give it to Helen. It's two kings. <laughs> and someone over there said David. And what instrument is this? A xylophone. It is a xylophone. Did you want chocolate or <laughs> It's come for the lot. <laughs> and then the last one, what instrument is this? to the next thing. Thank you very much, Roger. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so we're going to have a look at Psalm 150 this morning that Fiona read to us earlier. And it describes the God who is to be praised. The, the first thing it talks about is praising the the God on high. Praise the Lord. Praise him in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty works. He wasn't a God, an idol. The Israelites lived at a time when there were a lot of gods made by men around, and they were not to worship that God. They were to praise the Lord, the God who's on high, the God who did amazing things. And God's people could remember the works and the ways in which he'd worked on their behalf. The deliverance from Egypt, um, the provision in the desert, crossing the Red Sea, destroying the walls of Jericho, giving them a fertile land to live in. And the same for us, really. We should take time to remember the ways in which God has helped us in the past and praise him. And then it goes on to how to praise God. And it's this time, music and song were an integral part of Old Testament worship. David had introduced it. And uh, from the list of instruments in Psalm 150, we can assume it was very loud and joyous. 
They're not the same instruments that we've got here today. And I want to talk, first of all, about one of the, Roger, did you get me a chauffeur? Yes, I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm a chauffeur, yeah. What would you like me to do? Not that sort of chauffeur. A chauffeur, a musical instrument. Not so far, but chauffeur. Yes. Like in this. One of those. Can you shout to everyone? So this is a borrowed shofar. It's very precious. It's made... Does anyone know what it's made from? Ram's horn, yes. And um, it was part of the worship. And they were, these instruments were often used in military settings. So, uh, for instance, when they went round the walls of Jericho, it, the NIV says trumpets, but the actual Hebrew word is shofar. It would have been one of these that they used, or lots of these, actually. And they would never have used this in sung worship, and Roger is going to demonstrate why, we hope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, would you like that to, in addition to the band, Katie? The shofar was used in a lot of different settings, um, ritual settings. It was used on the Day of Atonement when the sins were forgiven for all of the people and it was used at the coronation of kings. And when I, I asked a friend who was really into all this stuff and one who lent the shofar about it, and she says it points forward to Jesus. I'd never thought of this before, but the Day of Atonement points forward to Jesus' death and our forgiveness for sins because of that, and also to his coming again, because in 1 Thessalonians, it says, the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. So it was, a, it was pointing forward to Jesus, a call to battle, a reminder of salvation, and uh, Christ's return. Don't you understand? Thank you. So then, praise him with a lyre and harp. The harp wouldn't have looked like the ones we see in the orchestras today. It would probably have been like the one on the right there. Um, much simpler. And we hope that some of the younger people and children will make a harp later. Um, then also with the tambourine and dancing. These were often used by the women, and uh, in Exodus 15, we can read about Miriam, how when they crossed the Red Sea, um, she sang, sing to the Lord, for his triumph gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea, and they all danced and played tambourines. And it's sometimes referred to in the Bible as a timbrel, so where you see timbrel, it's the same sort of thing. And again, uh, we're gonna, there's some things over there to make tambourine-like instruments. Praise him with strings and flutes. And we do have flutes today, but they aren't. This was probably more what it was like then. They are quite different now. Um, we call flutes woodwind, and they originally probably were wood, but they aren't anymore. Um, praise him with strings and flutes. Make a nice noise. Pete made a nice noise this morning, and Graham on their stringed instruments. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Reese hasn't got that sort of cymbals, but uh, they have them in a lot of bands. It would have been very noisy. It would have been noisy when they were worshipping God. And uh, there are a few things to make shakers over there. But the last thing that I just want to come to is it ends up let everything that breathes, everything that has breath, sing praises to the Lord. So it's not just down to the worship band. It's for all of us. We are all part of the worship. Whether we play an instrument or not, we are all part of the worship. 
We're all called to sing praises to this God. We're not meant to be spectators or listeners. We're meant to join in. So I've got some helpers who are going to help the children. And uh, they're currently colouring over there, but there are some instruments they can make um, as well as that if they want to. Uh, Tambourine, which is constructed with paper plates and bells. Uh, Card harps, which are the least successful, I think. Um, Flutes made from straws, which you have to be quite... good to make a noise with, and some glass jars to put beans in. So if my helpers could go over, and uh, any children or young people who want to um, make an instrument, uh, Katie and the band are going to come up, and we're going to have a couple more songs, and uh, perhaps uh, later on they'll be able to play those instruments. Thank you. Can I ask if you're willing and able again, if you'd like to stand?
Thank you. So we're going to have a very short video now. Uh, you'll recognise the, the voice, I think. And if the children want to watch the video, I think you would enjoy it. Uh, just take a moment out from making your instruments. Um, if we could have the lights out at the front, I think that would be helpful. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, thanks, Judith. were friends who loved God and spent their time sharing the good news of Jesus' love wherever they went, including with some of the poorest people. One day they helped a slave girl. Her owner was furious. He didn't care about her, he just cared about making lots of money. The slave girl's owner was so angry he told the whole city that Paul and Silas were troublemakers. Soon everyone hated them. They were arrested and beaten and thrown into prison. It wasn't fair. It wasn't right. Paul and Silas were locked up in a cell, inside a jail, in chains. Poor Paul. Poor Silas. It wasn't fair. Their bodies were bleeding. They were hurting. They could have been sad, they could have been angry, they could have felt like giving up. They could have decided not to share the good news of Jesus' love ever again. But they didn't. Instead, the prisoners in the cells around them heard a beautiful sound. They heard Paul and Silas singing praises to God at the top of their voices. The other sad, angry and hurting prisoners listened to prayers of hope and songs of love to Father God. In the toughest, trickiest, scariest time, Paul and Silas chose to worship Jesus and bring their troubles to him. Suddenly, in the middle of the night, there was a gigantic earthquake. The prison shook, the foundations crumbled, the prison doors flew open and the prisoners' chains fell off. Everyone was free. The jailer woke up. He was terrified. All his prisoners would escape and he would be in so much trouble. Don't panic. We're all here, Paul shouted. The jailer was amazed. He discovered for himself the good news about Jesus' love for him and his whole family. And what happened to Paul and Silas? They were allowed to go free. And they went on many more adventures, still praising God, even in the hardest times. Thank you, Emma. It's easy to praise God when things are going well. But it's not so easy when things are going badly. If we could, oh, thank you. Um, so, Paul and Silas praised God even when things went very badly indeed. And we need to ask why. Why did they do that? Why didn't they just sit there and mope and moan? And that's because God is worthy of our praise because of who he is. But more than that, when we praise him, things change. Firstly, our perspective of things changes. Um, the Bible talks about us being lifted up into heavenly places with him. And our perspective is different when we're praising God. But often... When we praise God, God moves to change the situation. Many years ago, I read a book which had a great impact on me. Uh, some of you will also have read it, a book called Prison to Praise. Uh, any of you read it? 
Yeah, for you. It's still available. And you, also, you can get it as a PDF, just download it from the internet. But in the book, Merlin Carruthers, who uh, wrote it, he tells his story starting with his life of rebellion. And then, when he was first saved, then he became a Methodist minister and an army chaplain. And he relates how God taught him always to praise him for what was happening. And I'm just going to quote from the book very briefly. God is speaking to Merlin, and he said, Now listen, my son, for the rest of your life, when anything happens to you that is any less difficult than what they did to my son when he was crucified, that was, I want you to be just as glad as you were when I first asked you if you were glad Jesus died for you. And Merlin replied, Yes, Lord, I understand. For the rest of my life, I'm going to be thankful. I'll praise you, I'll rejoice, I'll sing, I'll laugh, I'll shout, I'll be filled with joy for whatever you permit to come into my life. And in the book, he quotes a number of scriptures, um, one from Luke. What blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. That's not usually our first reaction. When things go wrong, when people are unkind to us, it's not usually my first reaction anyway. You might be holier than me. But that's what Paul says we should do. Be happy. And if someone came to you and said, this is going on in my life, and you were going to give them advice, would you say to them, well, you must praise God for that. You'd be a brave person who did. But Paul, that's what Paul said. And then in 1 Thessalonians, we can read, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Always be thankful. Always pray. That's what God wants of us. The Bible's got many stories that illustrate it. And I just want to look at one from 2 Chronicles where we can read how praise won the battle. So, uh, sorry, it's 2 Chronicles, not 1 Chronicles. Um, Messengers came to King Jehoshaphat and told him a vast army was marching against him. And Jehoshaphat was terrified by the news, and he begged God for guidance. He also ordered that everyone in Judah should begin praying and fasting. Um, and people came from all over Judah to Jerusalem to ask for God's help. And Jehoshaphat stood up in front of the, everyone before the temple, and he prayed this, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven, the God on high. The ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth, you are powerful and mighty, and no one can stand against you. That's what we heard in the psalm. He is the God of great works, of mighty works. And Jehoshaphat carried on reminding God of how he'd always looked after his people in the past. He asked for help in this situation. And what happened then was that the Holy Spirit came upon one person in the midst of that crowd. And the Holy Spirit didn't, wasn't part of everyone's experience just special people for special times. And one man said, listen, this is what God says, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. The battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You'll not even need to fight. Take your positions, stand still, and watch the Lord's victory. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. And at that, everyone worshipped God. They all trusted what this man had said. They bowed low before the Lord, and the Levites praised the Lord, the God of Israel. And this was their battle plan. A bit like the walls of Jericho, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him. And they sang, give thanks to the Lord, his love endures forever. And as soon as they began to sing and give praise... What happened was that the Lord caused the armies arrayed against them to start fighting amongst themselves. There were three different uh, kingdoms that had made an alliance to come against them. They all started fighting amongst themselves. And when 
God's people got to where the armies were, all the enemies were dead. They didn't need to do a thing. Not a single one of the enemy escaped, and praise had won the battle. You might be sitting there thinking, it's okay for the people in the Bible. That was then, and this is now. Why should I praise God when things go wrong? But the thing is, God knows us through and through. He knows what we can deal with. He knows what's best for us. He wants the best for us. And he allows things to come into our lives, sometimes that are not pleasant, but so that we can learn. And I want to tell you a little bit about our story. Uh, for those of you who know Sham, she's the one standing by the pushchair. It's early 1973, and the girls are very young. Kate was one, I think, and Sean was three. Roger was self-employed as an electrician, and he was very good at being an electrician, but he wasn't very good at charging enough, and he wasn't all that good at advertising and saying he was wonderful. So we, had, um, we didn't have enough money, basically. We were struggling financially. One weekend, I just had five pounds to feed us all, and there weren't any food banks then. But somehow, God gave me ideas, and I think we ate eggs a lot that weekend. Other times, people left food on our doorstep or gave us money. Um, one time, someone even gave us a car, and when Roger's car had got written off. But in May of 1973, it all came to a head. The bank didn't pay the mortgage. And at first, I was really angry with God. I thought, you're supposed to be my provider. Why haven't you provided this? But then I realized that actually God was still the same. He was just the same as he had been before. But we had to face losing our home and all that entailed. But before we'd had the girls, I'd worked as a programmer, and we were now living just five minutes' walk from the office I'd worked in. And one day, someone phoned me up and said, would you come back to work? Any hours you can do. At the same time, the wife of the church pastor, who was a nursery nurse and didn't know about this, she said, if you ever want me to look after the girls so you can go to work, I will do. And Roger applied for and, and got a job as an instructor for a computer company, so we now would have some money coming in. And another friend had a husband who was a lawyer, and he represented us at court uh, in the battles to keep our home. And Roger paid him by doing some electrical work in his office. So everything came right. And we learned that even in that situation, in that dark situation, God was at work. We learned that our, our security was not in money. It was in God. And now when I look back, I really thank God for that experience because it taught me so much so much that I rely on. We, talked, we sang about building a firm foundation. To me, that's part of the firm foundation that God has built in our lives. Let's just go back to 1 Thessalonians. <coughs> Seem to have lost the... Good. Thank you, Judith. God wants us to always be praising him, even when things go, don't go well. And Paul tells us in Romans 8 that God causes everything to work for our good. So even when things don't go well, God will use them for our good. He cares about us. So we don't need to worry or despair. We can praise God, no matter how bad the situation looks. In a moment, I'm going to pray, and then uh, the band are going to come back. And after the next song, I'm just going to, we're just going to give an opportunity for a few of you to praise God very briefly for something that you want to praise him for. Um, Roger will come around with a microphone. So if Katie and the band can come up as I'm praying. Father, we thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that you always want the best for us. We thank you that even when things go wrong, you are there with us. And we can see that through the Bible. We can see that as we look back at our lives. And help us, Lord, to trust you in every situation and to praise you in every situation. Amen. Thank you, Christine. 
If you'd like to stand again, if you're able, if you're willing, that would be great. to my soul, mountain high, valley low, I'm gonna sing wherever I go, all my life, all I know, God's been good, good to my soul, mountain high, valley low, I'm gonna sing wherever I go, God is for me, He's not against me. bring a microphone to you who's going to be brave and be the first one this could be a very short session of oh, someone over there praise the Lord you are God from beginning to the end there's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? We'll just keep him very fit today. From First Peter chapter four, verse twelve, all the way to nineteen. 
Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Thank you. Thank you, God, for trees. Thank you, Lord, your love is complete. It's not lacking in any way whatsoever. Mm. Amen. Amen. One more? Anyone else brave enough? Sandy. Father, thank you. You bring what's dead to life. And thank you for the new life we have in Jesus. Amen. So we all want to praise God. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So let's do that as the band lead us in another song. If you'd like to stand a final time.
Amazing God. It's all about perspective. I, I was just thinking this through, you know, where, from where we're standing, if I, if I was to hold my thumb up, I can, at that point, I can't see the door behind. The door is so much bigger than my thumb. But it's perspective, and some of us, maybe we're struggling with what we perceive are big issues in our life, and we're, they're so big in front of us that we forget or we can't see the far, far, far greater God behind. And just as we were singing that, I was just reminded that, he, you know, yes, he is amazing. And yes, he is there for us. And he's capable, more than able, to deal with all the, the struggles that we have. He will provide all our needs. And I just wanted to pause. Before, we're just about to finish, but I just wanted to pause before we do. Take a moment and to consider the perspective. You know, are you so close to your issues? Are you looking at them so closely that you're not seeing God behind? God is able. God is for you. And so I just want to just take a moment. And if there are things in your life that maybe you need a new perspective, maybe you need to bring them to God afresh or for the first time and say, Lord, I can't deal with this. It's too big for me. But you're able. Let's just do that for a moment before we finish. Lord, we, we thank you that you are so amazing, so wonderful. You've paid such a price for us, and we are your children, and you have good gifts for us. Help us to trust you, to put you first, to look to you in all things, and to know that you are for us. So who can be against us? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, so just as we bring our meeting to a close, there'll be refreshments in the cafe area in the moment. Um, a couple of notices. Uh, we will not be gathering here next Sunday as uh, a number of us will be down at a Commission Festival uh, down at the Bath and West Showground. If you're not going, and you, could, uh, you should be able to watch it online. There should be a link for that, or you can meet with others in homes to spend some time meeting with God, or even uh, visit uh, another church. But uh, we won't be here next Sunday. If you're a, a guest, it's, uh, it's always great to have new folk amongst us. And hopefully uh, the wonderful folk in the yellow polo shirts will have met you and greeted you on the way in and uh, given you a Connect card, um, a welcome pack, sorry, with a Connect card in it, if you could fill in that card and put it in the box over there so that we can get in touch with you, that'd be fantastic. For all our other bits and pieces, uh, please see the weekly update. And uh, I'm not sure, but John's hovering over there. We've got a van to fill uh, with stuff for Connect Festival. So maybe uh, a few folk would be able to help out with that in a short while and uh, to fill the van. Uh, the stuff's already up in the cafe, so it shouldn't take too long. So please... Uh, volunteer for that. Great. Thank you. It's great to see you all. I will see you again soon.